people ask me what the strike was about and what the struggle at San Francisco State was about, I say, well, it's bigger than a syllabus, right? It's, it's bigger than the reading list that we do in our, in our classes, right? That it is tied to that very same impulse of what W.E.B. Du Bois might call abolition democracy, a more transformative, emancipatory understanding of education. That's what black studies, that's what third world studies was intended to be. I mean, listening to the Shireen makes you make a lot more sense to me. The fact that I just walk around with my fist in the air all the time. <laughs> you basically are. <laughs> but also, like, you know... It's well, like, you have been listening to Blow It Up. <laughs> and that this was a commemoration of what happened in 1968 on this day at San Francisco State. When uh, the Black Students Union in the third world from NPR News in Washington, I'm Giles Snyder. President Biden is getting back out on the campaign trail today. He's trying to get Democrats as excited as possible before midterm voting concludes on Tuesday. NPR's Eric McDaniel has more. Biden heads to Yonkers in New York today to campaign with New York Governor Kathy Hochul. It's a blue state, but she's in a tight race against Republican Lee Zeldin. Biden, whose approval ratings have hovered in the low 40s, has stuck largely to campaigning in Democratic areas. Though he did appear with former President Barack Obama at a rally for Pennsylvania Senate candidate John Fetterman yesterday. This isn't a referendum this year. It's a choice. A choice between two vastly different visions of America. The president heads back to Washington, D.C. tonight and will continue to campaign tomorrow. Eric McDaniel. NPR News, Wilmington. Much of the focus this weekend has been on the Pennsylvania Senate race, but it's just one that's critical. In Georgia, the final week of polling suggests the Senate contest there could head to a December runoff. Georgia Public Broadcasting Stephen Fowler reports a third-party candidate could prevent Democratic Senator Raphael Warnock or Republican Herschel Walker from reaching the threshold needed to win outright. Warnock is a popular incumbent running in an unfavorable national environment with a message that he's a bipartisan problem solver. Walker's pitch is that he is not a Democrat and could give the GOP control of the Senate, but has a campaign dogged by controversies. Both candidates are pushing their supporters to show up so they could win outright. Nonpartisan polls give Warnock a slight advantage over Walker, but it remains to be seen if either candidate can clear the 50% plus one vote needed to win outright because of Libertarian Chase Oliver's presence on the ballot. If not, Georgians will once again decide their next senator in a runoff. That would be December 6th. For NPR News, I'm Stephen Fowler in Atlanta. Another rail workers union has approved a labor deal that was announced in September, potentially lowering the chances of a strike that could take place as early as this month. NPR's Marie Andrusevich has more. 4,900 members of the International Association of Machinists and Aerospace Workers voted to accept a tentative contract with freight railroads. The contract includes a 24% pay increase over five years and a cap on health care costs. Seven rail worker unions have now approved contracts, but all 12 must settle on agreements to avert a strike. A sticking point has been workers' demands for paid sick time. The railroads counter that unions have repeatedly favored higher wages over sick days. The Association of American Railroads says a strike could cost the U.S. economy as much as $2 billion a day. Marie Andrusevich, NPR News. Workers at a Home Depot store in Philadelphia have rejected forming a union to represent some 270 employees. It would have been the first unionized Home Depot in the nation. You're listening to NPR News. For the second time in six years, the Houston Astros are World Series champions. Last night in Houston, the Astros beat the Philadelphia Phillies 4-1 to to clinch a series four games to two. Here's NPR's Tom Goldman. Jordan Alvarez crushed another tape measure home run that gave Houston an insurmountable 3-1 lead. Rookie shortstop Jeremy Pena won the series MVP award to go with his American League Championship Series MVP prize. And all of it gave 73-year-old Dusty Baker his first title as a manager. He said on Fox he hopes the emphatic win moves critics past their resentment of Houston for its 2017 title that was tainted by a cheating scam. Hopefully all this stuff that we've been going through the last three years, hopefully it's over. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, you gotta let it ride. You know what I mean? Because these guys are some good ball players. Great ball players. 
Baker is the oldest manager to win a World Series. Tom Goldman, NPR News. Police in Philadelphia are investigating a shooting last night that left more than half a dozen people injured. The shooting happened outside a North Philadelphia bar in the Kensington section of the city. First Deputy Police Commissioner John Stanford says it looks like 40 shots were fired into a crowd by three gunmen. We have some brazen individuals in this city um, that don't care. They don't care how many police officers are out here, and some of them don't care in terms of how many people are out here. And so uh, we continue to do what we need to do to try and get these individuals in custody. Stanford says nine people were injured, two of them critically. And from Washington, I'm Giles Snyder. This is NPR News. Support for NPR comes from NPR stations. Other contributors include Carnegie Corporation of New York, supporting innovations in education, democratic engagements, and the advancement of international peace and security. More information is available online at Carnegie.org. The last day to vote is Tuesday, November 8th. You can find information about ways to vote early in person, by mail, or on Election Day on our website, wmnf.org election. You can also find links to information about some of the lesser-known races on the ballot, like judges. We will carry Democracy Now!'s election night special beginning at 9 in the evening on Tuesday on our HD3 channel, The Source. You can listen on an HD radio or on wmnf.org. Hey, it's Lindsay from the Caribbean Cruise, where we play all Caribbean music from the classics to the latest. Every Sunday from 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. here on WMNF 88.5, online at WMNF.org or through the WMNF mobile app. Join us every Tuesday evening from 6 p.m. till midnight. The Freak Show brings you peace and love and hippie music, followed by the Dream Clinic taking you to a psychedelic progressive rock plateau. And our jam band show, In the Groove, keeps you current with the grooves of today. Every Tuesday, 6 p.m. to midnight, right here on the airwaves of 88.5 FM. I'm Marcy Finkelstein, and after years of bringing you the Tuesday morning show, I've moved to Saturday. We're having a party. My new show is Words and Music, and it airs from 10 a.m. to noon. Different day, but the same mix of old favorites and new releases, plus intimate conversations with artists about their latest work. And I'd love to have your company. That's Words and Music, Saturday from 10 to noon. It's funny how money changes situation. Miscommunication lead to complication. My emancipation don't put your equation. I was on the humble you on every station. Someone play young Lauren like she done. But remember not to game the one of the sun. Everything you did has already been done. I know all the tricks from bricks to kingstown. My ting done major king done one wrong. Now understand El Boogie now viola. But different things test me run to me young. Young take a threat to me no one son. El been this way since creation. A groupie call you far from temptation. Now you on ball over separation. Tarnish my image in the conversation. Who you gon' scrimmage like you the champion? You might win some, but you just lost one. You might win some, but you just lost one. You might win some, but you just lost one. You might win some, but you just lost one. You might win some, but you just lost one. Now, now, how come your talk turn cold? Gain the whole world for the price of your soul. Trying to grab hold of what you can't control. Now you all lost with a sight to behold. Wisdom is better than silver and gold. I was hopeless, now I'm all hopeful. Every man wanna act like he's exempt. Need to get down on his knees and repent. Can't slick talk on the day of judgment. The movement's similar to a serpent. Try to 
place great, how your whole style been? Consequences, no coincidence. Hypocrites always wanna play in the sand. Always wanna take it to the full out extent. Always wanna make it seem like good intent. Never wanna face it when it's time for punishment. I know you don't wanna hear my opinion. Then how many paths and you must choose one? And if you don't change, then the rain soon comes. See, you might win some, but you just lost one. You might win some, but you just lost one. You might win some, but you just Democrats and the Republicans <laughs> began their face-off for Tuesday. <laughs> yes. You just, you might win some, but you just lost one, according to Lauren Hill. I love that song. Let's yeah, I. You know what? As big of a Lauren Hill fan as I am, I had never heard that song, or oh, maybe really? I did, and I I'm just sure don't remember did. because, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm a music junkhead for sure. So. Lost ones. Yeah. Lauren Hill. I love that. <laughs> But yeah, it seems apropos for what we're about to face in this country. Being, uh, yeah, leave the polls. Uh, Democrats are supposed to be depressed right, right now, but you know there are some bright spots. And uh, but I'm just wondering what will be the voters' non-negotiables as we were listening earlier mm-hmm. <laughs> to the protest movement that sparked off in San Francisco over 50 years ago. They were. There were some non-negotiables that ended up working out for the students and for universities across this country. We can, we all have Latino studies and we all have Africana studies at just about every university in this country. And it is controlled, the information is controlled by people of color. And uh, as the Republican governor of Florida begins his attack in indoctrination of white Christian nationalism on our schools, uh, will we, could we learn from that fight? And uh, so we here in Florida are going to be in in the middle of uh, culture war where schools are right in the middle of it. We have a Supreme Court case where colleges are being told they can no longer consider race, even though race, racism kept a lot of black students from white colleges. And uh, so what do you mean that they you can't consider race anymore? What? They say you can't consider race as a as a. As a way to get accepted. As a block, in. yeah. As a, as the reason why you haven't historically been accepted, mm-hmm. and why you should be considered, along with socioeconomic class, and uh, but there are Republicans and saying that by considering race, you're discriminating against Asian Americans. <laughs> so it's this pitting what does against. What that have to do with anything? <laughs> that that is two completely different things. So yeah. They're just, you know, I think they're just trying to divide st- and conquer. Yeah, stonewall yeah. and all this nonsense. They're but trying to roll back the clock. 
okay, for whatever uh, whatever excuse you could use to do so, right. which is why elections are important. You know, yeah, we and, empower and, these people. And that's another thing I want to say. It, you know, I know that we got Tuesday's a very important day. We've been seeing so many ads. We've been seeing so many stuff on the news, but it is really important, especially for the... Uh, Hispanic and the black community, please go out and vote. I mean, I know you think that your voice doesn't count, but it really does. I mean, this election is so important, especially now more than ever with what's been going on with our country, with inflation, with uh, women's rights as far as whether or not they can get an abortion or not have been taken away. So many things have been going on that have been so negative that now is a time for change. And so I really hope uh, that all of you go out and, and vote. And we also would like to hear from you today. Um, yeah. So please call uh, 813-239-9663. Let's have a discussion. You know, get as many calls as possible. We still have a long time before the show goes yeah, up. So we got a whole hour to... to yes. So please call in and engage with us and, you know, we want to hear from you um, on, on this matter um, or if you want to talk about something else. Or what if, you've heard this morning. Yes, you can... Do, oh, we have a call. Thank yeah. goodness. So... And the question is, what are your non-negotiables <laughs> in this election? So we're going to take the first call. Caller, you are on the Sunday Forum. Oh, good morning. Chris Steiner in Clearwater. Um, I just wanted to respond to uh, what Mobili said last week was that Republicans are too uh, soft on public health. And uh, before I continue, I want to make sure did I get that right? Yeah, I did say that. Okay. Um, well, you know, and I want to relate this to the debate between Chris and DeSantis. Um, you know, both parties are too harsh uh, because the worst part of the ter- first uh, two weeks to flatten the curve, to flatten the spread, is the first two and a half years. And um, it might be true uh, with certain politicians that they're they're too uh, harsh. Uh, but, uh, you know, generally Democrats can get away with robbing us of our rights, our health, and our wealth of public health measures that purport to protect us. And it seems most of us just say... Uh, you know, give the okie doke instead of even asking for epidemiological data or due process for locking down, which makes them illegal, or for our society even opening back up. Um, you know, the Seventh Amendment prohibits the deprivation of rights without of um, rights without due, a due process in the Fourteenth Amendment, and the, or you, you have a right to jury trial in the Seventh Amendment. That's what I was uh, mentioning. So, um, you know. None of the government officials told us to do nasal washes. I mean, because it takes seven days for it to colonize the nasal passages before it goes in the lungs. They just uh, wanted to focus on the COVID shot. Um, you know, even the CDC's own recommendations are now, just as DeSantis had said, uh, don't test the asymptomatic because there's no such thing uh, that we can statistically prove that there there may be a symptomatic spread, but it's so statistically insignificant that we're not sure if it even exists. So that was a lie we were told about COVID. You know, and now we have uh, just... There was uh, no statistical proof that it exists. Are you saying... So I want to make sure I heard you correctly. Did you just say that there's no proof that there's COVID? Is that what you just said? No, no asymptomatic spread of COVID. Asymptomatic. <laughs> All right, so just because you don't have any symptoms, you 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 saying they can't prove that you are spreading it. That's right. Just because a bacteria or just because a virus bacteria germ is setting up shop and you're colonizing your nasal passages doesn't mean you're infectious to other people. Let yeah, alone but- that you've contracted the disease that it's gone into your lungs and then into your blood. We're in a final stage. Nobody knew what we were dealing with. And in the absence of a vaccine, nobody knew what we were dealing with. So in the absence of a vaccine, people shut down. People shut it down until we got a vaccine. We did know the Great Barrington Declaration, which I've mentioned twice before when I've called. Look at the high wire with Del Bigtree and all the great experts he brings on or the Robert Scott Bell Show. We've been saying these things for quite a long time. You didn't know what you were dealing with. 
They didn't know. The people in that declaration didn't know what they were dealing with. What we do know is that we know now and we know that it has spawned a lot of uh, it spawned the Omicron variants. Yeah. And and people are still getting sick and dying. And even even in the presence of a vaccine, but people are not dying in as large a number as we were at a time when your Republican governor could care less about the death. And as far as what you said about it, that there's no proof that it can spread, that's false because my dad had COVID. He spread it to me and my mom. So I didn't say that. I did not say that. I said asymptomatic spread, meaning if you do not have symptoms, just like with every other cold, that you're not going to spread. You don't know that. people that don't have don't symptoms, but, but, but they still spread it. So that's not true, it's, what you're saying. It, asymptomatic is, is really a red herring. You really don't know that. And the bottom okay. line is we're living that in a triple-demic right now. And you, you're going to have your opinions. You're going to have your belief. And I'm not okay. denying you that. But you have to what recognize that you're not going to go along with the dangerous trend that you and the governor and the Surgeon General of Florida are going through with it, <laughs> saying that, you know, we're just going to ignore all of the scientific evidence and we're going to go with what our guts tell us. Let's talk science, all right? Let's talk science. Where are your studies that says that asymptomatic spread happens? I'm talking the CDC's website today. It says that... You don't believe anything. You don't believe anything that the CDC says anyways. These are not my opinions. But you call for... Where are the studies? Where are the studies? Where are the studies? And you don't trust them. You don't trust anything, just you like most Republicans don't. They don't trust anything that has to do you, with you science. Your power of persuasion, because you have a lack of sense of power of persuasion. I want you to come up with one study, and then we can talk about it. But you, well, Doctor Fauci, we could talk about all the studies in the world. You don't give a damn about the studies. You have proven that over and over again. So have the Republicans. So has the Surgeon General. You don't care. What you care about is the disinformation from the that Barrington Declaration or whatever you call it. You know, that's the kind of thing you want to spread. You are dangerous, just like the Surgeon General. And I'm sick of it. I'm not putting up with it. Just because it's asymptomatic means you can't spread it. This is a misnomer. It's stupid. You could spread it because it exists. And you could look at the death and destruction that has already occurred. I don't trust you Republicans when it comes to public health. Well, I don't trust the Republicans when it comes to public health. And I'm not going to let you spread disinformation. Okay, well, let's see what the Atlantic Monthly just reported this past October 31st. Let's declare a pandemic amnesty. We need to forgive one another for what we did and said when we were in the dark about COVID. And, of course, they're not in the dark. As I've just mentioned, some sites, uh, you know, you can go to my site. Uh, you go to Children's Health Defense by Robert <laughs> F. Kennedy Jr., who you call a liar. Without any <laughs> he is. He's a, he's a stupid liar. What Come on, man. Come on. What has he lied about? Yeah, I'm not going to repeat Chris, him. we got to take other calls. So, uh, thank you, you know, Chris. Thank I appreciate for, talking to you, man. But, you know, I'm not going to let you spread it. <laughs> 813-239-9663 is the number to call to join the discussion on the Sunday Forum. Yeah, so we got the second call. Caller, you are on the Sunday Forum. Hello? hello? Yes. Hi, my name is Alan. I'm in Tampa. Oh, hello, Alan. Hi, I have to respond to this last gentleman. Um, I have a good guess as to where the studies are that he's doubting exist. I think they were probably stolen from Rebecca Jones and buried in deep six by the current governor because it's not good for business. Mm. And while I do recognize that the uh, pandemic was terrible for business, and I'm sorry for all the waiters and for the retail people, including myself and my wife, that were forced to resign due to or to retire due to the pandemic. The fact of the matter is that the pandemic was very real. We didn't know what we were dealing with. We thought for the longest time it was spread by touch. We lights all down our doorknobs and everything else, didn't want to touch anything. And then we found it was airborne. We really didn't know, and we still don't know exactly. And all we can do is protect ourselves the best we can against the unknown. Anybody that's not vaccinated, in my opinion, is a fool. Now those same people don't want polio vaccines or measles vaccines. <laughs> right. Please, yeah. what's happening. Mm-hmm. So, and um, all I can say is I totally disagree with the last person. He's got his right to think what he thinks. But I really think, unfortunately, as, especially as Election Day comes around, people aren't thinking at all. They're just robotically following 
for some reason, they're cult idol or whatever it is they're doing. <laughs> yeah. But um, the fact of the matter is, these are tough times. These are dangerous times. We need to protect ourselves, and including polio and measles and back these things that we had eradicated that are now going to come back because there are people that are so ignorant and blind. The anti-vaxxers. Yes. <laughs> and, and yes, and we appreciate uh, you know your call and and um, what you just said, and it's true. I mean, we don't, we still don't know. And you it's, know, it's still varying. It it's, is. It's still out there because I mean, I know people who are getting it right now. I mean, I just had a coworker who got hers on on a cruise, and she didn't wear a mask, and she was vaccinated, and all this stuff, but she still got it. So I mean, it it is out there, and. The people that are saying that it isn't, yes, they are just spreading false information, and it, it does need to stop. So, there was one more thing, if I may. There was okay. a, a senator. I think he's from Kentucky, and I feel like an idiot because I can't remember his name. But this was a very, very strong. It's a hope. There's no such thing. Person. There is no such thing as COVID. Then he very nearly died. He was on an incubator for a long time, and he came out and said, "Oh my God, I was so wrong. I, I'm, I'm so sorry." Until he recovered. And now, again, he's back with the hoax thing. To me, it's just baffling that you could, as a U.S. senator, you would think has some intelligence, flip-flop like that because he came back from death. Now it's not real. Unbelievable. It is unbelievable. Yeah, it is. But, you know, I'm not really surprised. Uh, so, But we appreciate um, your call. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good day. Thanks. You too. Yeah, I mean, it, there are people like that that are that have gotten it and they they almost died and they came back and said it was a hoax. I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't crazy, crazy. And you know, we as a human species have always relied on vaccines. Yeah, you know, we've always relied on them. We, and to the extent that we have survived and our lifespan mm-hmm. has increased, is directly a result of vaccines. Yes. So you know, the, the caller mentioned polio. You know, if you're too young to remember it, it, a lot of people could not use their limbs. Yeah, I do remember <laughs> the story. I learned this in, in school about all about polio. And it was, I think it's, didn't, didn't they report a case that somebody had it or something? Yeah, it's, it's, it's trying to make a rebound, I guess, because so. of the, the anti-vaxxers are having a heyday right now. 813-239-9663. Is that a non-negotiable or is it non-negotiable to to protect yourself, to uh, allow a vaccine. You know, we're in a triple-demic right now. You know, we have the flu, which mm-hmm. didn't really show up over the it last couple of years. No. But now it's back with it a vengeance. We, we have COVID so still out there variating. like no other. And then we got... The what? RVS, mm-hmm. or it's some respiratory... Uh, Issue so much, going on with children. So much going on. So much stuff that is out there. It's it, yes. Protect yourself, please. By any means, even if you don't get vaccinated, just wash your hands. Make sure yeah. you know you you stay clean and, and you know, just social distance. All this stuff. So we're gonna go to the next caller. Caller, go you're ahead, on caller. the Sunday forum. Hello. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Um, I want to say the last two. I mean, the two callers back. Mm-hmm. Um. You know what? We're all not doctors, um, but but we uh, we believe in them. I had a master said, um, "I believe in science." Mm-hmm. Why are there so many people that don't believe in science? I don't. I I just don't understand. It must be part of the culture war that's going on right now in this country. Yeah, it's just the way people are thinking, you know, because we got people in office, these high power people that are saying don't don't believe in it. So that's why. You know, how could you believe Trump over a doctor? <laughs> I just don't understand. Yeah. Or how could you believe, because when it came to his personal life, <clears throat> 45 did understand the ramifications of COVID-19. You know, he uh, ended up getting uh, a treatment, yeah. you know, while he was telling everybody else, you know, it's a hoax. Yeah, but then later on, he he said, well, it wasn't, you know, that bad, like... Tried to twist it. So almost a million people died over his watch. Yes, mm-hmm. what is wrong with that? Right, exactly. So <laughs> I don't know. I mean, all the studies on TV, Doctor Fauci, but yet everybody's wrong. They're so politicizing. I don't know. You know, I mean, it's it's the left or it's the right. Sorry, you know, just trying to. Um, how did Doctor Fauci had to perform? During them circumstances, um, when he was in front of Trump and all that, oh my God, he he had really a bite his 
spider's words. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. You know, coming under attack night after night on television and in these stupid rallies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Through a lot. Yeah. So, you know. And uh, I'll say when I have friends at the gym I go to, they, they can't sleep at night. We're in about Tuesday. The voting. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be big. I mean, it's very important. Like I said earlier in the show, it's important. Uh, Tuesday is going to be a big day, you know, and people really need to get out and vote this time. I mean, our lives depend on it. See, this is literally like a, a, a life or death situation, uh, nope, honestly. Nope, nope. So, Every election is important. Yes, but this one definitely because of everything that's going on. Another caller. Yeah. Oh, you too. You have a nice day as well. Yeah, because there are consequences to elections. Yes, you know, and you have people who want to deny facts Mm -hmm. in reality, and they're trying to vie for power and increase the power. You now have people who denied the twenty twenty election results, you know, without even any kind of proof, you know, and yet they now want to run and control who counts the vote. Uh, yeah, I went to DeSantis's order about, you know, st- standing in line, you can't go out and eat, and, and I mean, just all this crap, like, and having police officers, you know, ra- or uh, patrol the, the the voting, I, I mean, know. this is ridiculous. Plus, ridiculous. You know, the way he's been treating the Latino, exploiting oh, the immigration debate, and uh, bringing people here who mm-hmm. didn't even come to Florida, he brought them here so he could justify using the money to ship them to Martha's Vineyard, yep. you know, and, and he's proud of all of that. I you know, know. and Big Latinos are, are divided on whether or not to, to vote for him. And, and I just think that, you know, what we have to realize is that, like I said, there are consequences to elections. And if we don't face the facts of what we're dealing with, this fascism in the state, you know, we have a, 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 a governor that want to hide the numbers of, of the sick and dying from COVID, who wanted to call it the flu instead of COVID, yeah. you know, who has a surgeon general that wants to embrace these quack doctors, you know, because they don't want to believe in what's happening right before our very eyes. You know, these kind of people need to be turned out. They are dangerous. Yes. They are dangerous. Very and I'm just dangerous. hoping that people are thinking that way. 813-239-9663. This is the Sunday Forum. We're looking for your call. Okay, and now we're going to go to the next caller. Caller, you were on the Sunday Forum. Oh, it's Clay from Land Lakes. How y'all doing? Good. How are you? Fair to Midland and partly cloudy. (laughs) (laughs) Let me let me start with uh, it was the Kentucky Republican senator who did all that was the illustrious Rand Paul, who's also a doctor. I couldn't remember who it was. Wow. It was Rand. Rand Paul. I'm not surprised. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that guy is something else. But I got to tell you. Um, maybe not as bad as Lindsey Graham, but, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, the other issue that I wanted to bring up, seeing where, you know, you, you guys have really been trying to talk about election and get people out to the vote, is uh, the merit retention on Supreme Court justices. There's yeah. five, seven Supreme Court justices who are on the ballot. Only one of them, LaBarga, is one you should choose to keep, and the other four need to go. That's what I did on my ballot. I kept him and, and turned the rest of them out. <laughs> Yeah, and that's what everybody used to do. That's why I'm bringing that up on the air for those who haven't yet voted to make sure that they know to look at that. Because so many times people don't even vote on those things. Or they that's just, true. They just... You know, it's unfortunate. And, you know, that's the wonderful thing about the um, voting by mail. Is you get the ballot 30 days before the election. You got all the time in the war. You got mm-hmm. 30 days to, to check out everything that's on there. Right, and research these people and look at what's what? happened. Who who appointed these judges? That was a big thing for me. Who appointed these judges that I turned out? Uh, Rick Scott and Ron DeSantis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That, that says everything, doesn't it? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Told me a lot. Yeah. And, and poor Chris, I don't know what kind of delusional world he lives in. You know, the... the it's an airborne virus, and uh, while it's incubating in your nose, in your nasal passages, they want all the bleed, he thinks it can't be passed on, and that's not true at all. Once it gets to a certain level of um, reproduction, he sneezes. I mean, that's how whole groups of people get mm-hmm. sick. Exactly. One idiot is in a crowd not wearing a mask when everybody else is, and, then mm-hmm. and they have it, and they just start coughing, and then that's all over the place. Yep, all in the air and everything, yeah. I'd... I'd... <laughs> And then, and the numbers of the people that died in the state of Florida are when during the debate, if you call what they did a debate, Chris and all that, he used the state's numbers of eighty-two thousand. And there are other uh, sources out there that say it's more like a hundred to one hundred twenty thousand people died right. from COVID. So, 
you know, the governor. Oh, and, and one last thing. I'll let you get on to other callers. The governor's taking those people from Texas to Martha's Vineyard. Well, first off, most people don't realize they were legal immigrants. They were legally mm-hmm. in this country. Mm-hmm. They had a legal status, okay? And they had to report to officers and all that kind of stuff on a regular basis while they're here in the country and having their cases reviewed. Then, what, But what he did, engaged in, was, was kidnapping and human trafficking. Yeah. So, not, and he spent our money to do it. Right. And how the Justice Department isn't slapped cuffs on the guy, I don't know. There is no justice to people who are high up in government and, um, um, you know, it appears and have money and all that stuff. The justice is just for us. Right, which is why I think the, the, the conservative fascists in this country spent the last 50 years trying to control the Supreme Court. I mean, is they did their final act of denying Barack Obama his nominee so that they can completely stack this court so now they can get away with anything they want to, knowing that all they have to do is just ride it out to the Supreme Court. Yep. Well, the Supreme Court has interfered in a lot of things, like um, the idiot, um, uh, what's his name? The, um, I'm trying to remember, the black justice. What's his name? Thomas Clarence. I mean, oh, Clarence Thomas. Thomas. <laughs> yes, Clarence Thomas. That, that guy interfered with, uh, Lindsey Graham was going to have to testify, and he said, he gave it a stay, of course, and they ended up making sure that he testified. But, you know, they, they, they have this right as a justice. Anyone to just say, okay, yeah, we're going to look at that and stop things from happening when they're mm-hmm. moving along. Like getting Donald Trump's tax returns. Right. He's just put a stop to that uh, yeah, temporarily. Yeah. Actually, that was Judge Roberts who did that. Oh, Roberts played along this time. Yep. Roberts was the one that said to take a look at it. But, you know, it's it's ridiculous. Uh, you know, 45 was a criminal. That's all there is. Yeah. Uh, he's been a we'll criminal stop. before he became president. Right. Yes. Which is what New York is, the trial in New York was proving, that he's been lying all along about what his wealth was, what he was getting loans, you know, based on inflated numbers. And then paying taxes on deflated numbers. On deflated numbers, right. Yeah, he's been one of the most beautiful scams. But then there's all those people and contractors who destroy their lives and and, and, uh, cause them to lose their business and their employees to grow broke and all kinds of stuff. I mean, the guy is just a a monster. He's a terrible person. And, you know, I I don't know if it's just me, but have you ever heard Donald Trump complete a full sentence? No. No, never, ever, ever, ever. He can formulate a complete sentence. I don't think he can either. All right. Well, uh, well, Clay. Let me ask you this, because you, you know, I, I don't want to put your age out there, but you remember the last inflationary period, and you know, I hear the Republicans and the conservatives keep using the word inflation to, to, to wrap it as an albatross around President Joe Biden's neck and around Democrats' neck. But what did they plan on doing, and what have they ever done when it came to inflation, but allow corporations to greedily inflate their prices? Oh, well, they're, they're going to give them a tax break, so they're, they're the job creators. <laughs> oh, okay. That's the only trick in their bag is to give a tax cut to the rich. Yep, that's it. Well, listen, I really appreciate you playing that uh, piece that you played this morning. I, I didn't have all that history. Uh, didn't oh, yeah. know all that that way, and uh, it was great show what people baller can do. It's too bad we don't do that today. I know, right? Well, that's why I played it, so we can learn and remember and probably emulate it. Thank you. So, listen, y'all doing a great job. Peace be upon you. Stay healthy. Peace be upon you. Thank you. You too. You have a good day. Bye now. Bye. Yeah, I mean, he's right. Uh, They should have stuck the cuffs on uh, DeSantis, but you already know that they're not going to do that. I mean, because he has lots of money. He is in power. And, I mean, he's on the right. That was human trafficking, if ever I've seen it. He goes into Texas to people who never stepped foot in Florida. And don't speak good English. And they signed the paper. They, They didn't know what they were signing. He knew this. Exactly. He and the promises of jobs, you know, Didn't got people up there. And then, you know, again, but the fact that they never stepped foot in Florida, that he bought them to Florida right. for a split second to justify using that that taxpayer money. So, well, we just got an email. So <laughs> somebody said, I just Googled CDC plus COVID plus asymptomatic spread. And it says under topic 14, asymptomatic people can spread COVID to which a thoughtful person says, obviously, good job rebutting the, the crap. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
like, yeah. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Thanks for looking it up. So um, we'll go to the next caller. Caller, you are on the Sunday Forum. Hi, good morning. This is Simon from Lakeland. Hey, Simon. Okay. Hopefully I won't get cut off, which I usually am at WMNL. Well, I'm sorry I, to hear uh, that. As far as science. Uh, I think I'm well-versed in science. I have a doctorate from Marquette University, and I have a master's <clears throat> from the University of Wisconsin-Madison, considered top 25 universities in the world. Um, two different subjects, in fact. I'm a dentist. I, work, I didn't want to talk about COVID, but I'm just going to briefly say, I work 14 inches away from people. I don't stand six feet away. My, I'm going to assume, and correct me if I'm wrong, neither of you have higher education. You don't have a master's. You don't have a doctor. Uh, no, right. don't assume that. Don't, no. You're not going to sit okay. here and insult okay. and, okay. and say that. I, I, didn't, I, I said I assume. I could be wrong. Okay, I'm wrong. I admit I'm wrong. Now, the uh, program that you have at WMNF, 10 o'clock on Monday, is a medical doctor. And he stated that the information he gathered is different than what he originally thought. And so the vaccine is not a vaccine. Oh, come on, man. Come on. I'm going to cut you off, okay? I'm about to cut you off Okay. because I don't believe in disinformation. I am at war with disinformation. I don't care how many degrees you got, but you better get it right. Yeah, speak facts. Mobile... Come on, please. I'll move on. As far as you talking about what happened in Burke, uh, San Francisco, uh, and, and you're, you're uninformed of what's going on at Harvard, first of all, different races are being awarded additional points on the SAT. That's the constitutional argument. And getting back to Constitution, in the early 80s, there was an attorney by the name of Jack Greenberg. And the same third word coalition, led by Mohammed Kenyatta, didn't want Jack Greenberg to teach a civil rights course at Harvard. Jack Greenberg had tried over 40 cases in front of the Supreme Court, including 1954 Board of Education. Mm-hmm. Okay. They had to, because of Mohammed Kenyatta, split that course between a black attorney and Jack Greenberg, who was also head of the law department at the NAACP. This is what I'm getting at. When you start trying to get this authentic, organic, feeling, experience, that certain identities can't experience other identities because you haven't had a lived experience, you're going to lose the excellence of what people have to offer that have experience besides their race. Someone like Jack Greenberg could have enlightened Kenyatta, but he didn't. He and that could have worked the other way around as well. I mean, my goodness. He tried 40 cases in front of the Supreme Court. Come on. So, so he, he, he did his so job. Pardon me? He did his job. He had an opportunity to do his job. They, were, they, wanted, they wanted to water down the system. And when the Supreme Court looks at affirmative action, I hope they shoot it down. Because this should be a merit-based. I'll give you last example since you let other people talk. You could have a black man marry a black woman, and they have two children, and they get a divorce. And then that same black man marries an Asian woman and has an Asian child with them. Mm-hmm. The Asian child looks Asian. So when she would go, or he would go for the interview, they would see someone Asian. All three of those children come from the same family. The Asian child would have a harder time getting into Harvard Law School or Harvard than the two children from the first marriage. You think that's constitutional? 
Well, I don't know, but Do you think that's constitutional? I don't know. I don't know. But the problem you is, I don't have a problem with Greenberg himself, you know. But I do believe that you can't base the society on merit based. I mean, it seems like you only want to talk about merit based now. But historically, this country has never worked on merit. The people who were white had the opportunity, and people who were black simply did not. People who were white wrote history. People who were black just had to read their history. And I think that, you know, you have to give people every opportunity, whether they're Jewish, black, or white, you have to give people an opportunity to be their own agent, be their own voice. And if you're arguing that Greenberg wasn't allowed to speak, uh, to teach over a black man who could teach his own experience. And, and if you're arguing that merit based is the only way to go in this country, this, you're going to continue to see discrimination. And I, I guarantee you that this country has never operated on merit. But now that we want to talk about equality, you want to talk about merit based. Mobili, how did W.E. Du Bois or Du Bois get into Harvard? How did Ralph? Bunky represent the a black man who graduated from Harvard. The talented tent. These people played on this idea that there's a certain number of black people who have the right to be in certain positions, so they gave it to them, and and they were considered the representatives of all the rest of us. And you know this idea of the talented tenth. You know this was a way of slowing down progress, as far as I'm concerned. So, yeah, I love Du Bois, but he got into it uh, because he deserved to be there. But a lot of people deserve to be there and didn't get there and don't get that opportunity to get stuck in the hoods that they grew up in. And that's where they stay. And you know it. You know that this country has not afforded black people, black children, or people of color generally the same opportunity they afforded whites. And this is what, why this is. These these kids had to rise up, and why they continue to rise up. In Washington D.C. in the late fifties and sixties, there was a high school, Dunbar High School, a prominent black high school. It had mm-hmm. the highest test scores in the area compared to the white test scores, and they were taught by black teachers. And so, don't give me that. Black kids can learn. They're very intelligent. There's no reason. I didn't say that. I say opportunity. All right. Well, we're going to move on. We're running out of time. We only have 14 minutes left, but I do appreciate your call. It's good to chop it up every now and then. So thank you for calling. Bye. Bye. All right. Next caller, you are on the Sunday Forum. Oh, good morning uh, to you, Immobile. Good morning. Good morning. Yeah, it's R-O-N-G just chiming in on a little bit of stuff. I expect that we get our stuff together because we already see what it is. It's not going to change. If they're trying to take you backwards, the mindset has never changed since the 30s or the 60s. And you got grown people who grew up uh, with integration and all that. They want to take take us back to segregation, man. All that. Mm-hmm. Take, yeah. take African-Americans back to my slaves to them and all. I told y'all that. That's what that book or that was the information I had laid out about. Uh, the fight between the North and the South was merely a compromise. Mm-hmm. But we were supposed to be still property and all that, and so they still working from that angle on just the black people. Yeah. That's a shame, man. That's seriously a shame. And there's none on that uh, city council, uh, not even the city council board they made. If you got full uh, Hispanic people, they don't count as minorities, so that's not a democratic process either. <laughs> and that's how they're fooling us with all this stuff like, oh, they, they get up there and they put down white. They do not put down. There's only two colors in this country that they're making matter, black and white. And you can see that they use us as pawns for everything to get the money. Once they get the money, like, they say, okay, we're going to make the, the, the board. The board is just to pay some of their buddies and stuff, man, give them more money and put money into their pockets so they can uh, chide in on that rhetoric and run it down our throats, man. And I'm just appalled by it, you know. Yeah. People, grown people who done grew up and know what's going on, no right from wrong, will still take us the wrong way. And that's all I got to lay on. And yeah. if, if people vote for it, they're going to get what they voted for. Like I said, there's some creatures. Bring the creatures over here. I'm tired of it. Just let them take it, tear it up. The army, let them bring them over here. Hmm. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Yes, on everything you just said. So, I mean, we just, I mean, we'll see what happens, right? I mean, that's, yeah. that's all we can that's do. We do. Yeah, that's all we can do. They they pulling the strings. They pulling the first string about the food, bad. I was just telling my son, all this and stuff. They creating that stuff. They don't even want us to eat. Think about it. They don't even want us to eat, telling us all that stuff. They they telling you straight up front what's going on. Right. Mississippi dried up. They ain't trying to 
fix none of that. They no, they, they're telling you there's inflation, but they don't tell you what they're going to do mm-hmm. to fix to inflation. Fix <laughs> you, right. know, you know, except <laughs> continue to raise those prices mm-hmm. for so greed. Thing, it's called uh, taxation without representation. The same thing the Boston Tea Party was about. It never went nowhere. Exactly. So I think that's what's going to happen to them in the future is that they're going to continue to talk themselves <clears throat> out of job, out of power. <laughs> they, they very well should do that. Just like uh, Simon and uh, Chris, they, they want to be all these uh, meta heads and meta intelligence, but they still have racist overtones. And yep. I can hear them. Mm-hmm. I can hear that. I don't, I don't care who they are, what they do or what they say, but if they should come correct, like I say. Don't come sideways to, you know, just steal our minds and stuff. Right. That's all I want to lay on it. And y'all, y'all got it. Y'all know what's going on. Mm-hmm. I'm just... Helping right along with the process, helping those who don't really know what's going on out here. Yeah. Well, appreciate you, Yeah, man. we appreciate your call. Thank you. All right. Have a good day. You too. Bye-bye. What are your non-negotiables? <laughs> 813-239-9663. All right. We got another caller. Caller, you're on the Sunday Forum. Hello? Yes, hello. Uh, yeah. You know, I listen to this show almost every Sunday, and I shake my head almost every Sunday. <laughs> um, I, I, I can't stand the fact that it's 2022 and I feel that racism is more alive today than it was when I grew up in the South. Hmm. And it shows like this that I just shake my head and say, why? Why are, is this show so divisive? I don't hmm. get it. We're divisive. Well, we're divisive how? <laughs> By bringing information? Mm-hmm. How are we divisive? Not that we're... Why you guys are so divisive? I don't get it. I really don't. Do you think Governor DeSantis is divisive? I, I think Governor DeSantis is for trying to... When you pull the economy up, you pull everybody up. Everybody who's willing to work. What about the what about the the uh, the virus? Do you think he was divisive on that? Did he your, they politicize it? Your previous caller said there was black and there was white, and I believe that brown is one of the things that's saving this country because brown and, and it's kind of stereotypical, but the brown families tend to stay together. They work hard, they go to church, or they, at least they have religion in their life. I think that's a huge part of making this country as good as it can be. What are you what are you what are you hearing in church? Because I think that's part of the political problem. That's part of the divisiveness. I heard a preacher man say from the pulpit last Sunday, uh, at least I read about it, he say all gays should be killed. Yeah, that, they're going to have extreme in every church. That's just an extreme. And that's what takes the news today. If he had just if he had just had a normal sermon, uplifting, positive, it wouldn't have made the news. Okay. So basically, you just want us to come on here and, you know... Spread lies and not tell the truth. Is that it? <laughs> you just want it to be just cookie cutter perfect because that's not what our show is about. Our show, we speak the truth. We tell the news. We say what is out there. I mean, yeah. you don't have to listen. I mean, that's... Tell the truth about the one preacher who says, you know, that's just... It's a divisive show, period. But I listen because I like to listen to both sides. I like to hear both sides. That's how you make your own opinion. And this is extreme side that I listen to. Okay, well, we, you know, appreciate your call and you have a good day. Well, I hope you give us, continue to listen. Maybe you'll, you'll change yeah, your perspective You'll, you'll learn time. something. But um, we still have some time left, so yeah. call, give us a call. We want more callers, 813-239-9663. Sound so. like the last caller had an unnegotiable. He said, <laughs> well, I don't know if it was non-negotiable. He just said that we're devices, but he still listens. So I guess that's progress. 813-239-9663. Do we have any emails? Yes, we do. And I just <laughs> I just responded to one. So, oh, okay. Uh, this person said, thank you for your show. You handled the last caller perfectly. You are correct. This country has never been merit-based. 
And I think that that was a wonderful answer. And you didn't get mad like I would have. It's hard <laughs> to talk to people who are obviously trying to make a point that was, or I'm sorry, that has a fleck of substance, but they are misguided. And he took your statement. Oh, sorry, we're getting called. Um, he took your statement and thought you were saying black kids could learn as well. No, sir. What I was saying is their merit would not get them as far as white as a white person with the same merit i appreciate you so much and as always we love um we we love love our community mm-hmm. radio station wmnf 88.5 yes yes thank yes. you very much <laughs> for that email yes, so thank we you got much. three calls you so let's take up. them all <laughs> this is the you're on the sunday forum Yes, this is Divisive Billy here. You know? Oh, Divisive Billy. <laughs> Thank divisive. you for calling. <laughs> so divisive here and stuff, you know. And, uh, you know, um, it, I, I go back to the fact that uh, when you talked about Governor DeSantis and the banning of the books and those sort of things that uh, we, we, we have to bring attention to. Uh, and then the, the right to restrict people from voting, uh you know these things that, that in this day and age, and uh, the, the games that are being played. The fact that the Floridians in this in this state voted almost by sixty eight percent to allow people who have served their time, paid their dues right. to, to vote, and then all of a sudden we came back and we had put all these penalties and all kind of <laughs> poll taxes on folks again. I'll just leave it alone and say that, uh, you know, I do appreciate uh, this uh, getting out the information to uh, people and allowing me at times to to rattle on on my forum and stuff and and talk about youarewithinthenorms.com. So just thank you so much and keep doing what you're doing. Keep your... Uh, the information out there. Thank you for the support. Thank you so much. Thank you. You have a good day. Bye-bye. Okay, caller, you're on the Sunday Forum. Hey, good morning. Good morning. Uh, I just went, yeah, I was listening to the show. I just turned the radio on. And, uh, you know, I said this during the week. I called to do uh, one of the shows and and basically made the statement. uh, And at least the Republican Party admit their wolves. They admit it. And I respect that. I don't agree with their philosophy, neo-Confederate conservatism, but at least they admit it. But see, the Democratic Party, we have to come to the reality, is not the party of JFK, FDR, and LBJ. And, and in my book, nothing drastically has happened, legislative-wise, since LBJ in the 60s passed Medicare and Medicaid, empowered Social Security, civil rights, women's rights, and the war on poverty about the Great Society. Now, unfortunately, Vietnam wrecked a lot of what he could have done, and that's another discussion on another day. But basically, that's been the last time the Democratic Party, let's face it, has done anything that's helped working people, helped poor people. You don't think the Affordable Care Act helped working people? Uh, well, first of all, that was written by uh, uh, Newt Gingrich mm-hmm. and the Republican Party. And it, all it but they didn't pass it. Well, all and they did, worked against it. I know, but all that did is empower. I always hear uh, liberals bring this up, but all that did was empower the insurance companies. And unless you're <laughs> wealthy and in terrible health, it's a good thing for you. Well, what about the idea that this is a divided government? I mean... That's what the voters keep putting in there is a divided government. So how do you expect anything to get done? Well, the, well, both uh, both parties, unfortunately, are pro-war. Okay. And uh, when is the last time a Democrat started a war? When's the Republicans the started the Iraq. The Republicans started uh, Afghanistan. Uh, these are the wars that we've been dealing with of late, and they were both started by Republicans, and the Democrats have had to continue them because the Republican-controlled Congress would not allow them to, to, to finish it until, of course, Biden comes in and finishes Afghanistan, and then the Republicans call it cutting and running and, and chaotic. We're running out of time, but I, I think I get yeah, your point. Yeah, we appreciate your call. Thanks. Okay. Um, WMNF, you're on the Sunday Forum. Real quick. Hello. Thank you. Thank you for, uh, hey. for uh, hey, letting, me, uh, letting me in there. 
I think that they, uh, uh, Simon was talking about Asians uh, being discriminated at Harvard. Uh, first, we're not talking about just uh, just the, the elite universities. We're talking about education throughout the the, the whole country. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and, uh, and at uh, at Harvard, Asians constitute twenty four percent of the student body. You know, so they're not getting discriminated. <laughs> uh, there's there's also a group of Asians at uh, Harvard that have come out in support of uh, other students of color. Mm-hmm. You know, that, you know, so that, but, uh, because they feel that they have been helped by the struggles that, uh, the, from the clip that you played at the beginning, those struggles. At that time, at Rutgers University in, in, uh, in New Jersey, there were 13 students of color out of 60,000 students. Wow. It was primarily white men going to school. Mm-hmm. All this struggle helped women get in there. Now women constitute more than half of the population of the school. Mm-hmm. And I think at the, uh, throughout the nation, too. So, so it's not just uh, people of color that have benefited from the fight to open up the the, uh, the colleges and, and universities in uh, in New Jersey, student black students uh, took over Conklin Hall. This is in North New Jersey, Conklin Hall. They took over the uh, the hall to force the university to bring in more students of color. And uh, and white students and professors took this. There was uh, they were changing telephone poles uh, in the area. They took a telephone pole. They were going to ram the door to to get the students out. And a line of, of uh, black people and Latino people and, and some people from the Black Panther Party made a line, a human line in front of the hall. So these people would have had to, you know, kill them with the telephone pole. Yeah. You know, or the serious. They defended. We're out of time. But 